Welcome to the Thoughtful Gamer Podcast, episode 41. Today, with me, extra special guest, who's only appeared once or twice before, my very lovely wife, Amber. Three or four times, Mark. Well, there was one centered around you. And I appeared on multiple uh, countdown podcasts. Oh, that's true. You did the countdowns. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, sorry. I, I undersold you. This might even be number six. You're still extra special. Thank you. <laughs> and for no reason in particular, well, the reason is I couldn't, I didn't have anything else prepared. Amber and I are just going to talk about our history of playing games because I'm, I'm curious because I have gotten snippets, like obviously part of the time is us together, but I've gotten snippets of your life playing games as children, as a child. And, and I'm going to be hearing more about that. Oh, Mark. <laughs> Are you sure you want to know? I I I, I will do it for the listeners. Mm. Don't let your children hear this podcast. <laughs> yes, Amber was a very mischievous child. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so let's start with that. Unless you want me to talk about my experience playing games as a child first. Mark was a perfect child who never cheated, never lied, never... I don't know. What That's are the not other true. <laughs> I distinctly remember cheating at Monopoly once because it was I was very angry. How do you cheat at Monopoly? Not you even s- I managed to do that. You s- steal money from the bank when no one's looking. Oh, we watched the money too tightly. Well, I was the banker all the time. Oh, okay. So, okay. so that's that's how that happened. Yes. All of us fought over who was banker. So they could cheat. No, so that no one else could cheat. I like being the banker because. I got to just count things. It's all about control. And organizing money. Yes. Mm-hmm. What were your, what were some of your favorite games as, as a child? How far back? I don't know. However far back you want. What's the first game you remember enjoying? I know I played games like Candyland and Shoots and Ladders when I was a small child. The first game that I remember playing as an actual game was chess with my dad. Oh, that's right. And I think he taught me when I was only six or seven years old your family plays or at least played a decent amount of chess right yeah is that all from your dad we love chess when we were a kid yeah all my dad okay yeah i remember losing to nathan your little brother when he was eight or nine years old oh yeah he's really good he was quite good at chess and that was very embarrassing when that happened (laughs) because i knew i knew you could beat me for Mm -hmm. sure Mm -hmm. but he was young and tiny Mm-hmm. And uh, no, he gave me a run, a run for the win several times. Yeah, so I'm not good at chess at all. We, we gotta play chess at some point or Scrabble. Yeah, I am occasionally good at those games. Yeah, only occasionally. I do have an abstract month planned for 2019. Maybe we'll we'll play some chess. Sure, let's play yeah. chess. Anyway, so you had chess. I remember playing Shoots and Ladders in Candyland, although the novelty quickly wore off. Mm-hmm. What else did you enjoy? We definitely played a lot of Monopoly, okay. which we all enjoyed to an extent. I think I only played Monopoly a couple of times. Mm. I don't think anyone really enjoyed it. Mm. Um, we played lots of games like Sorry, Mancala. Mm-hmm. I remember those. Um, my uncle actually was into board games. He made a couple games that we greatly enjoyed playing. You made some? Yeah. One was called Sequence. Um, we all really liked that. We got the giant version with the floor mat. Um, wait, he invented sequence? Wait, was it? 
I'll have to look into that. I forget. That's a fairly major game, I think. Let me make sure I'm getting that right, then. I'm looking it up right now. Sequence, let's see. Maybe it's a different game I'm thinking of, or maybe it is that one. Designer, Doug no, Reuter. No, 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 it was different. Is this the game you're thinking of? Yeah. It says alternate names One-Eyed Jack, so maybe he knew it as that. I'll have to look into this and get back to you. Didn't know your uncle designed games. Yeah. I know he made a couple of puzzly games, too, but mostly he was just distributing them. So he would give us a lot of board games when I was a kid. Oh, wait, is this the uncle I met? Yeah. At your sister's wedding? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. We talked a little bit. We talked quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He's a he's a toy and game distributor. Yes. Um, That's right. But mostly really mass market stuff. Mostly, I think, yes. Yeah. But he got into it when I was just a small kid, I think. Interesting. Um, or even before. I also really, really enjoyed Battleship. Okay. Battleship was awesome. Was that a game you bragged about cheating at when you were a kid? No. Okay. I was just very good at it. How are you good at it? I would just always win. I was good at it. But it's just random guessing. <laughs> mm, I had a I had a good methodical sequence going, along with trying to get into my siblings' heads yeah. to know where one or two of their ships were, and then from there, it was pretty good. Pretty easy. Okay. Do you guys play card games at all? We love to play hearts. We would play hearts with my mom and dad a lot. Mm-hmm. I loved Egyptian War. Oh, I remember that now. Loved That's it. That's the one with the slapping, right? Yes. I remember you injuring me in high school playing that game. How could I injure you? I have tiny hands. Yes, but you hit very hard. I hit very fast. That's the key. Yes, velocity is is a major component. <laughs> No, no, no. I have only been beaten at Egyptian War by one other person, maybe two. My sister and maybe my other sister. Yeah. But most of the time I win. There was another card game, Speed. I love Speed. That was a two-player. That was a two-player game, right? Mm Mm-hmm. All the speedy games. My sister would beat me at that all the time. I was never good at the quick games. Mark can't play fast games. I cannot. I like spoons. The best, like, f- real-time fast game I've ever played was, is still Space Alert. That's the only one I think I'm good at. But none of these card ones. I Yeah, there's something about... Because it's all about, like, matching cards or doing, like, very quick mathematics with the cards, and I just can't do there's that. There's no math. It's all matching. So it's all um, rec- recognizing the picture and acting based yeah. on that recognition. Yeah, I'm no good at those. Super speed. Spoons is the one where you'd like beat each other, right? Only in some versions. I didn't ever play that version. Okay. I know people have gotten broken bones playing spoons. Yeah, you're just supposed to create sets. And then once you have a set, you're supposed to grab a spoon. And once one spoon is gone, everyone's supposed to grab a spoon. That's right. But the key is grabbing the first spoon without anyone knowing. Yes, I remember. seeing how long it takes them to recognize that a spoon is missing. I also remember playing this against you in high school and losing yeah you, you lose all speed games mark you have no hope yeah None. maybe this is why i got into modern board games is so i can actually win at something yeah yeah <laughs> you you do generally win more than me when playing strategic games did you ever play scattergories i liked scattergories um i played that more later in high school though 
Okay. That was, that 16, was 17. That was my favorite game growing up was Scattergories. I think because I was pretty good at coming up with words, but I was very good and I very much enjoyed the debates that inevitably ensued over whether or not words were applicable, which is half of that game. Oh, yeah. I enjoyed that, too, but I will usually lose the debate. I would lose just because they knew I was better at it, and so they would gang up on me out of principle. Mm, mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then the other games I played, I, I learned chess from my dad, but we didn't play more than once or twice. During the card game craze, I very, very briefly got into Yu-Gi-Oh! Because my friend did, but never bought any cards. I never heard of it. Yu-Gi-Oh! It's like it's like the f- one of the first major collectible card games kind of spinning off of Pokemon. Oh, that was the Pokemon game. Yeah, remember I... West showed us the, the completely ridiculous TV show. Oh, that. Wait, that was a real card game? Yes, the whole point of the TV show apparently was to sell the card game because the TV show kept going into very unnecessary rules explanations about yes. what was happening in the game. Yes, I do remember It was to teach the this. children, Amber, how to oh. play and how to win. And then they get those stupid like equipments and they'd add, they'd, like, I'm going to play this card and it wins the day. And those were like the most rare cards, so you'd have to buy them expensive or just buy a lot of packs to find them yeah somehow this game the the show now makes a little bit more sense to me it was a really crazy show really funny it's it's one of the funniest things i've ever seen (laughs) i did not know well i didn't know the show existed really when i was a kid and briefly played it Mm -hmm. and then looking back it was a really ridiculous thing I never played Pokemon. I did learn magic in high school and didn't really get it. Yeah, um, I didn't learn that until you introduced it to me in college. Yeah, didn't quite get it, but I knew it was a big deal, but didn't quite know how big of a deal it was. Mm -hmm. What else did I play? I played, oh, with my grandparents, we played tons of games. We'd play domino, usually a card game or a domino game. Oh, I loved playing dominoes as a kid. We mainly played Mexican trade dominoes, which was very, very fun. Which I think would still be very fun mm-hmm. at this point. And then I can't remember the other Domino's game we played. Chicken Foot. Chicken Foot Domino's. Never heard of that. It's where... Oh, I can't remember. It's whenever you match Domino's into like doubles, it splits into this three-pronged foot. And then you have to match off of that foot until you can proceed elsewhere. Oh, I think I did maybe play that version. I don't know. I played many versions of Domino's. I think that one was my favorite, was Chicken Foot. In high school, I liked playing Mao. Oh, no. I remember the one time I played Mao with you, and I discovered the point of Mao, which is to inflict torment upon your friends. It's so much fun. I hated that so much. I know. Did anyone ever write down the rules of Mao? So we had several different groups of friends. Did they all have they different They all rules? had different sets of rules. Right. And we tried looking it up, and basically there are probably hundreds of different sets of rules. And so whoever is the master of the game decides which set of rules you're playing with, and you cannot figure out which set of rules you're playing with until you do something that is against those rules. Yeah, it's it's no good. It's a, I hate that game. That's great fun. Ugh. 
what else did we play? Oh, we played a lot of Phase 10. I always hated that game. I believe that game has the distinction of being Tom Vassell's most hated game. Good for him. But no, we had a house rule that fixed it. So the whole point of Phase 10, right, is that it's like a gin rummy game. You have to find various combinations of sets and runs, and there's a couple other random things, just by doing a draw one, discard one kind of thing. But you do it in 10 different rounds, and you have to get each one sequentially. Yes. Which takes forever. It takes a very long time, unless you play it our way. Which fixes so many things. But just to make sure people know, if you complete your goal, your phase, before someone runs out of cards, you, you still get it accomplished. You just get some points, and points are bad. And everyone else who didn't complete their thing gets a ton of points, and they have to repeat it. So it typically glows that someone gets ahead, and then everyone else has a miserable time as they get stuck mm-hmm. on the harder ones to get. And then they feel bad, and it takes like two hours. Mm-hmm. Here's how we did it. You have to. You still have to get all the 10 phases, but you can do them in whatever order you want. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to choose ahead of time which one you're going for. Mm-hmm. So you could be sitting there and you're like, wow, no one has played theirs yet. And I'm like two cards away. I have one, but I'm two cards away from this other one. So maybe I'll keep going. And then once someone plays, I'll just play my easier one so I can make sure I get something done. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you're like... You know, maybe I'll just try to rush them out this turn. I got it right away. I'm just gonna really go for it and you know try to try to cash in before everyone else uh, can get anything. Mm-hmm. And then you have interesting things where the people who typically accelerated ahead of time got get stuck with the harder ones at the end, and so they slow down. And so it rubber bands. It actually makes the game bearable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that would be an improvement. So there we go. That is our way to play Phase 10, although I'll probably never play Phase 10 again. No, not with me. If we visit my grandparents, maybe they'll want to play. I have good memories playing Phase 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably just because it was family. I'm trying to think of any other games I played. I played all kinds of card games. Oh, Hearts. Yeah, I played lots of Hearts. Yeah. I think that's it. about it for board games, like pre- Pretty late high school. Yeah. Because then in kind of when we were firmly in high school, we played with our friend group a lot of Mafia. Or, yeah. w- or Werewolf, as most people know it. What other games did we play? That was, that was the major one. We didn't play very one. many games together. Yeah. It was mostly Mafia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't think of anything else during that time. So a lot of the things that you would expect uh, to play, but... Was not aware of modern board games. Actually, that's a lie. At some point in high school, I heard about Catan. And it was like this mythical, like, oh, there's a whole different style of game. And they're from they're from Germany. And they're much more civilized and, and strategic. And I was like, ooh, that's an interesting thing. Maybe I'll play that someday. But I, I don't think I ever got around to it until college. Mm-hmm. But staying with pre-college, let's talk about video games. Because video games were... I played many more video games than I did board games. Did you play many video games growing up? Um, We would play the little, are they called flash games? Yeah, yeah. People running around collecting stuff. Browser games? Yeah, browser games. Um, But nothing on a console until we got the Xbox when I was in high school, I think. Mm -hmm. Maybe eighth grade, but I'm pretty sure it was high school. What did you play on that? 
uh, racing games. We had this ATV racing game mm-hmm. where you did ridiculous tricks and all kinds of stuff. Okay. It's not a whole lot. Nope. Yeah. I don't think I've talked about my gaming, like like video game background I on tried, the podcast before. I tried playing Morrowind on the Xbox and I really liked the world, but it was very, very glitchy on the Xbox and yes. you couldn't get past the first quest. And really? It was very annoying. <laughs> Have you re- revisited Morrowind at all on PC? Oh, I played it a lot my second year of college, so I did oh, finish it. And okay, it was great. Morrowind's brilliant, but yeah, it was not designed for Xbox. It was it was very bad on the Xbox. It didn't work on the Xbox. <laughs> yeah, well, Bethesda has hasn't changed. Mm. We'll see how the uh, Fallout seventy six works because that's coming out soon. Wait, Fallout is on the Xbox? New Fallout game. Is it also on the PS4? Yeah, probably everything Okay. on computer. But it's multiplayer. It's online. It's a massively oh. multiplayer thing. I don't like those. I've never gotten into those. But apparently it's different. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. But Bethesda's known for being glitchy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I played PC games since I was probably five years old. I remember we had a Commodore 64 and it had these games on floppy like big floppy disks mm-hmm. and sometimes there'd be like 10 of them for for a game and you had to periodically substitute them out and i was very bad at them i remember one where you're trying to land like a mars rover and that was very difficult and then there was like a racing one and i don't even remember the first game i really enjoyed was the one of the original lynx games i think it was lynx 386 which barely ran on our computer because we had a 286 that my dad overclocked a bit, I think. And so it could kind of run Lynx. So 286 and 386 were like before Intel created the Pentium processors. See, Mark? We ran it on Windows 3.1. You sound so old to me right now because I did not have a computer until Windows 98, I think. Oh, dear. Maybe I had a Windows 95. If so, I did not do anything on it. The first one was really Windows 98. I was not a cool kid. I remember when my dad brought home Windows 3.1 and we upgraded from DOS. That means nothing to me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because my dad is in IT. Yeah, so we played Lynx. That was the golf game. That That was actually, frankly, a really, really, really good golf game. And it's still known as being one of the best golf games ever made. But it would take, like, a minute to load each screen, like a line at a time. It took forever. Pain. Why'd you play? Because I loved it, and I loved golf. Even Windows 98 was too slow for me sometimes. I love, yeah. No, I love (laughs) golf, and I wanted to play a golf game. I got to play on all these famous courses. Mm -hmm. So I first got to play Pebble Beach, I think. I think it had Pebble Beach. I think it had, it might have had St. Andrews. It had a, it had a lot of the big courses. Mm-hmm. It had a cool one up in, the uh, Edgewood, I think, up in Tahoe. So basically, you were a computer nerd, a golf nerd, and a game nerd. Yes, from the very beginning. Okay. And I remember my dad banked on trackball mice being the way to go. Mm-hmm. And we I had them for years and years, and then... They fell out of style. We had to change. We had to convert to, to regular mice. Hmm. The trackballs were good for some games because you could like spin them real fast, which I think was applicable to other golf games in the future. But yeah, we had that. 
um, I remember playing Lynx. I remember a couple other games. There was like some weird Olympics game that had sports in it that weren't in the Olympics, like roller skate racing with mm-hmm. hurdles. Mm-hmm. It was very bizarre. Something like that. I remember playing Descent. I think it was called Descent, which was one of the first 3D games. You were like this like robot orb thing and you're going around and like shooting stuff in a 3D environment. And I remember being really fascinated by that. We had an early racing game, Test Drive. I think it was one of the first Test Drive games mm-hmm. that, oh, here's something you probably don't mm-hmm. know or remember because you didn't play these super early games. They would have to prevent pirating. They would have ciphers <laughs> that would ship with the game. So you would have to, when you put on the game, it would give you a thing and you would, it was like a wheel within a wheel thing and you'd spin it to get the right passcode to get into the game hmm. or else you would just get like a demo version. Hmm. And I remember we had lost the cipher for this test drive game. So I never, I got to play it. It was like a minute at a time. Wow. So it would, I'd go and I'd see how far, so I made a new game basically, which was see Uh how far down the track I could get in a minute before it reset. Mm -hmm. And I had, I played that way too much. And then I I think I realized at some point that I was being dumb by not Mm -hmm. just playing the real game Mm -hmm. or figuring out a way to play the real game. Man. And then once we got up to a point where we had better computers. So later on, I remember playing the the Jedi Knight and Dark Forces games. So Dark Forces and Dark Forces 2 was huge. Star Wars, good stuff. Played that with my friend Jacob a lot. We played a, We were both huge Star Wars nerds and played a lot of that. We also... That's when I learned about Age of Empires and RTS games. So I, I liked Age of Empires the best. Jacob liked a game called Total Annihilation, which was very good. Command and Conquer games I got into. Those are the ones I remember from then. And then at some point, I very much remember talking to my friend Dustin, who maybe, I know he listens to some of these podcasts, so hi, if you're Mm -hmm. listening. And he introduced me in the same conversation to Lord of the Rings and Morrowind. And I remember that conversation. And I was very, very excited to get into those two things. And I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he told me about how the Lord of the Rings movie was coming out. So I must have been 10 at the time and how awesome it was. And then I was really convinced that I should read the books before the movies came out. That's what I did. And I did not enjoy the books, but I very much enjoyed the movies and still do. And then Morrowind, which I got into heavily. I probably, I think because it tracked how much time you played it. I think mm-hmm. I played it over 500 hours. 500? I think I beat the main quest once, but I played multiple characters. I love that game so Mm -hmm. much. Just the freedom. You could do anything. Mm -hmm. And I still love the Elder Scrolls games, all of them. Yeah. Uh, Well, the the latest three. I'd never played Daggerfall. Yeah. I tried once. I tried getting an emulator and running it, and I couldn't get it to work. Morrowind still might be my favorite, though. And then I found, around that time, Knights of the Old Republic. And then at that point, I finally got my first console, which was a GameCube. Because uh, my friends had a GameCube and played Smash Brothers and Super Monkey Ball was good. What else did I play? Sports games. Yeah. Yeah, I really didn't start getting into video games until college. I played a lot of PC games. And I considered trying to like design my own game at one point, but never did. Mm-hmm. My dad was going to buy some kind of course to teach me how to code, but I didn't want to commit to it. So we never did. Yeah. 
Okay, so that takes me up into high school, probably. Mm-hmm. That's about the games that I enjoyed around then. And then in college is when I first start getting into modern board games. And introducing me to modern board games. Yeah. Was Dominion the first one for you, or was it Seven Wonders? I know I played Settlers of Catan with uh, you, or and maybe a group. No, no, no. You were you were the first one to introduce that to me, and that was actually probably on our first date, right? Wait, we played Settlers on our first date uh, during the debate camp. Did we play Settlers then? Yeah, we did. I don't remember that at all. We played Settlers on our first date. It was really before our first date. Our first date, we went to a skeevy park. Yes, that was fun. And stargaze. And I think the police thought we were there to sell or buy drugs. Yeah, the police kind of drove by a couple times and mm-hmm. there were some suspicious people. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, skeevy park in, outside of Delhi, California. <laughs> but it was very fun. Yeah. But I don't remember playing that, Settlers at all. Settlers of I remember it being at the debate camp and debate camp stuff. Mm-hmm. I also really hated it the first time I played it. Well, to be fair, that was I our first date. I pretended to like it a little bit because you were really into it, but I hated it. Really? Greatly. Do you still hate it? I played it a couple times and I kind of sort of like it, but I don't love it. And yeah. I don't think I ever will. I liked it a lot at the time. I'm not a huge fan now. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, I can't believe I don't remember that at yeah. all. So there was that. And then... To be fair, that just so people know, it was our first date in person. Yes. We'd been long distance dating for a while. Yes. For a, or a couple of months. And then the first time I visited you in Grove City, you introduced me to Dominion with a group of your friends. Yes, I remember that. So I was really into Dominion at that point. I think we played a couple other games, but it was mostly Dominion that we played. Yeah. I don't remember what else we played. Yeah, and then we found Isotropic and played lots of Dominion online. Tons of Dominion. That was the best. Oh, pour one out. We would use the chat and just chat about random stuff mm-hmm. while playing Dominion. Oh, uh, yeah. I remember that. I would win sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. You were pretty good. And we had access to all the cards, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. And could choose our own arrangements very easily. Now, when I go back and play with the actual physical cards... It just feels so slow, like so much of a pain. Well, the last few times we played, we played with more than two people, which I still think two players is ideal for Dominion. Although there are some extra dynamics when you get to the third or fourth player, but two player is really nice. I don't know if I like two player generally. I like two player with you, um, just because it's fun to play with Dominion with you. It, it brings back memories. We should, we should play Dominion. It's right behind you. Oh, I thought Matt had it. Turn around, it's right there. All of our Dominion, every single set. Oh, I didn't know you had it. I've had it for months. Oh. We've been storing it here. I didn't know you wanted to play Dominion more. Well, I don't necessarily want to play it more, but when I do play it, I really enjoy it. Yeah. Because it brings back the memories. I just don't really have the urge to play it. Sure. Because it was so streamlined on the website. Yeah, yeah. That I was, was sad. really sad when the website went away. Yeah. What else did... Did we play anything else around? I know we played, we learned Seven Wonders around that time also. Yeah. Because Kyle bought a copy. And then at least a couple of times when we were all back home over summer break, Mm -hmm. we would play with our friends from high school. Yeah. And I loved Seven Wonders. And I remember like after every time we played, let's play again. 
And then people are like, oh, okay, okay, let's play again. And then the number of people playing would diminish until I couldn't get at least two other people to play with me. Yeah, I enjoyed Seven Wonders, but definitely played it too much. And there was definitely a couple years there where I would not play it at all. I think I'm getting back into it because it is a good game. Um, It's a great game. I was just really tired of it, Mark. Sorry. Because you really overplayed it. I love... I. That's one of those games I could just play over and over again. Mm-hmm. And then the, we learned the resistance around that time also. Yes. Which we also played way too much of. We played a lot of resistance in college uh, and even more after college. Yeah. It really, we played it more after college. And that's when our whole group got tired of it. Yeah. But that's all right. And then... That's pretty much it for games I think I played in college, mostly. Yeah. I remember in college, I don't know, I was introduced to the concept of other types of games. At college, some people would play Warhammer um, in the common areas, um, and I'd never seen that before. That was interesting. Okay. Um, I'd never played. It was not descending into that level of board games yet. (laughs) Some other people would play D&D, and that's where I actually heard of that concept. Um, And and then soon after I heard of that concept, Mark introduced me to D&D in his group, which I thought was really, really nerdy. I just remember, Probably one of the craziest things that I had ever heard of him doing. But it sounded fun. It did. I was so skeptical of it when I first started. Mark was so proud and happy to describe his character to me, which was some giant black cat with majestic fur and an axe, or was was it it was an axe? axe. So it wasn't D and D; it was, you know, similar, but it was uh, the Star Wars saga system, which I think was still Wizards of the Coast. It was quite similar. Yeah, and I had a cat with a vibro axe because it could. It was very good at carrying large weapons. Mm-hmm. That yeah, that D and D campaign I don't think we'll ever top. Wes was amazing as a DM, and mm-hmm. we played that for consistently every week for like two and a half years. Mm-hmm. I remember I was invited to participate in it, and I remember saying, "Man, I'm a nerd, but I'm not that much of a nerd." <laughs> and they had one game, and then. I heard more talking that people were excited about it. And Orion and Matt were part of it at that time, I think. And they're like, you sure you don't want to play? And I'm like, okay, I'll sit in and watch and see what it's like. But I'm skeptical. And I remember like 20 minutes in, I'm like, I'm in. Make room for me (laughs) next week for a character. I want to be doing this. This is awesome. Mm -hmm. And we continue to do that. And hopefully we will resurrect some kind of role-playing game next year one of my soft goals for the 2019 but that was great and then i remember i ran a, a one shot for us and kyle and elizabeth one summer and they enjoyed mm-hmm. it i think i've always enjoyed it but i don't like creating new characters yeah um so i don't like restarting campaigns and i find it difficult to get into the story mm-hmm. it progresses a little bit slow i don't know it's not my preferred format for a game. Yeah, we also haven't had Wes doing it or someone who's very good at DMing. We did a one-off once with Wes. Um, did we? Yeah, it was just the three of us. Oh, yeah. I remember that. It was fun. Yeah. But too much work to create a character. 
Yeah, I mean, there are simpler systems. We'll have to find something at some point. But yeah, that was it for college. And then, so immediately after college, we got married. Mm-hmm. And do we own any board games at that point? I don't think we did, really. And we had a Scrabble set and a chess set. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, we played some Scrabble in college. Mm-hmm. That was fun. And that was about it. And then it, I don't even remember this. And this is like five years ago. Mm-hmm. But at some point, I just decided I was going to get into board games, and that was going to be a thing I was going to do. Do you remember that starting? Was that like right after we got married, or was there a, some time after we moved here, and then... From my perspective, it was gradual, so I don't know what was going on in your head. Um, I think I just discovered just like the auxiliary board game world, and uh-huh. it got really exciting, because I know my first the first game I bought was Cosmic Encounter. Because that was the number one game of the Dice Tower of Tom Vassell and Shut Up and Sit Down. I'm like, oh, I obviously have to get that one. Yeah. And we didn't, we weren't hot on it. We played it a few times. I really liked it. I we liked you, it at first. You weren't as hot on it. I was, and then it, it quickly went down over time. Yeah. I got that. I remember, I think the second game I got was Mage Wars, and we found it much too complicated and too fiddly, and I sold it quickly. I did not like that one at all. Yeah. yeah. Um, you had Seven Wonders before that one, though. Oh, I bought Seven Wonders. Yeah. Well, I remember I also, I bought Matt Puerto Rico as a groomsman gift for the wedding. So I guess I was committed to that before the wedding. Mm-hmm. And I think I just didn't buy anything because I knew we had to pack up all of our possessions into a car. Yeah. And move. So those uh, that wasn't going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. So at some point around there, maybe, I don't know when. I got I think, into I it. Think it was that, a it's bit weird. Gradual. It was very. It must have been very gradual because I don't remember any significant moments other than yeah. the first couple of games we bought, and then it kind of exploded since then. It definitely exploded. It seems that every order gets exponentially bigger. How many games was in your last order, Mark? Like six games. Five, and they were all on sale. See, Mark used to buy one game at a time. Well, then, then I discovered cool stuff. But then it was like three games at a time. Because I had to hit $100. But now it's like five games at a time. Yes, but they were half off. It was the GMT sale. That's different. The other order I'm getting is also five games, but they're much smaller because it was still 100 bucks. I remember a time when I had played every game in our collection. And I, don't, well, I remember when our collection was one game. And I do not think that at this point there will ever be a time in the future where I have played every game in our collection. I believe that we can make this happen, Amber. <laughs> I'm now making this a goal of my life to get you to play every game. Uh, see, Mark, I enjoy board games. I can hear games. the aspiration in your voice. I enjoy board games, but not that much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So... Now we're in explosion time, and what are the games that you have particularly enjoyed? I've enjoyed getting more into the heavier stuff um, and the strategic stuff. I do like a fun light game now and then, and those are more convenient to play, especially since I work long hours, and when I come home, I do not want to play a long board game. So Mark and I have enjoyed some lighter board games, uh, but the ones I really enjoy are when we take a a Saturday or a Sunday and play one board game for the whole day. So like Twilight Imperium. I really enjoy Twilight Imperium. I really enjoy playing the coin games. Mm -hmm. Not so much Fire in the Lake because I always get extremely frustrated with that one. 
Um, but the rest of them are really, uh, they're really fun. Yeah. They seem to pass the time in no time at all while still uh, keeping your brain occupied and feeling like you're making impactful decisions. Mm-hmm. I, I really enjoy strategy. Yeah. Let me see. What else have I really enjoyed? I like Churchill. Oh, yeah. we gotta play. We gotta find a third player because I Except think Orion was gets too mad at it. Orion and Mark have a very particular way of thinking, <laughs> and I have a very particular way of thinking. And apparently, we make each other extremely angry <laughs> because we believe that we are not making, or the other party is not making rational decisions. And I don't understand. <laughs> How can I be accused of not making a rational decision in these games when my decisions are the most rational? Well, Amber, sometimes <laughs> they are not. But they are. <laughs> I do well in that game. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes you make World War II not end, but that's fine. That wasn't my fault. That was a collective <laughs> failing. <laughs> Because the two of you were not making rational decisions. <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> yes, we got to play Churchill. We haven't played that one in quite a while. Yeah. What else have you enjoyed? You like Dominant Species, right? Dominant Species was super fun, mostly because I came up with one very tricky move and basically oh, to completely steal. took over Mark. Yeah, you stole the victory. Yeah, that was awesome. Battlestar Galactica. We played that quite a bit. Ooh, I love playing Battlestar Galactica, but um, I think the reason I like that game the most is I really liked the show, and the board game is very thematic. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's just great fun if you're a fan of the show. Yeah. I remember I took Memoir 44 on our... Was it our first anniversary trip to, to yeah. Raleigh? Yeah, it was. Yeah, we played Memoir on our first anniversary. We haven't played that in a long time. There's just more complicated war games now we have. Carcassonne, we like that one. Yeah, I enjoy Carcassonne as a nice, lighter game. You're also stupidly good at it. It's just because I'm good at farms. You can't put farms together. No, not really. You have to believe in yourself. Yeah. Food Chain Magnate? I do like that. Um, I have not really gotten the hang of the strategy, though. That's one I need to play some more. Yeah, that one's tough. You like Space Alert? You like Space Alert, right? I do. I'm just not as much into it as you yeah. and, the, and the other guys. What about Spirit Island? Same thing? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I've only played it once, and that was the time you played it on the extra difficult setting when we were in the Bahamas and playing with Wait, his... you haven't played it with us since then? No. I could have sworn you have. No. I was very frustrated by that game. But mostly because we lost in like the first few turns and it felt like we couldn't do anything. Yeah, we play on much more difficult settings than that one now. That was like level two. We play like level five or six now. Maybe I will give that game another shot. I still like fun little games like Bananagrams and Lost Cities. Oh, yeah, um, Lost Cities. Code names. Yeah, those are great. And then I just saw Fog of Love over on the shelf, and that's a game we played together, which was, was a fun. very interesting experience. It was fun. I don't know. Mark seems to find this, I think, more interesting than I do. It's very strange, Amber. (laughs) It's a very strange game to play with your wife. I don't know. I think I separate out the game world better than Mark sometimes. That's probably true. Yes. Yeah. I, I have no problem stabbing Mark in the back in the game world. 
Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you're very ruthless. I think <laughs> overall, that's the defining thing that I think you enjoy about games. Games in which you can be very ruthless. Yes, but only when the rules are well understood by everyone. Mm. Because then I feel like I can do it without any guilt. And also on the other side, I have to understand the rules or else everything feels very unfair. Like yeah. when we were playing Magic last night. Oh, yeah. So unfair. I do enjoy Magic. I really do. Especially when I win. But <laughs> but when I misunderstand the attack mechanisms and get my board wiped, it's just not fair. You did not get your board wiped. You traded creatures with someone. Not fair. It's called a trade, like in chess. Not fair. It's very similar. It was a fine play. Yeah, I don't mind trades in chess, but I understand the rules. Okay, that's fair. And that leads us to the present, I think, with our game biographies. Do you have any advice for the very, very specific demographic of spouses of people who are obsessed with board games and also make reviewing them their living? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> There's a look on your face. It is okay to take a break from board games. Do not worry. Do not feel bad when your spouse tries to pressure you into playing too many board games. I do not pressure. <laughs> I merely guilt. Yes. Um, board games are great fun, but definitely if you are not obsessed and a fan of the highest level, you will burn out if you are playing with a fan of the highest level. <laughs> That's true. You went a few months there without really playing anything. It's true. But now I'm playing a few more. And you're back. Now and we they're just, great. And we just I'm have to get you to play Brass now. I am up for playing that. In Terra Mystica. No, I am not up for playing that. What is with you in Terra Mystica? It looks so boring. Have you seen it? It's beautiful. No, it looks so boring. It's so good. And you it takes to... so long. It won't take that long. No. <laughs> it's it's now a running joke that I try to get Amber to play Terra Mystica and she refuses. But see, he's pushed for so long that now I'm so used to saying no that now I don't think it will ever happen because I have absolutely zero interest in playing that game. Okay, well, Brass will be the next game i think just don't push too hard i won't i will play oh, it actually now that we're here live on this podcast mm. do you want to learn netrunner on no. sometime this week no <laughs> and stream it definitely not why not you promised me at some point yes and that point has not yet arrived <laughs> yes but netrunner's dead amber not now when maybe when we have kids wait what <laughs> what are kids going to do I'm sure that you will teach our children someday. And at that point, maybe I will learn. Wow. That's that's far off in the future. Very far. But it makes sense. I'm in no hurry to learn Netrunner. This is highly disappointing. I think you would love it. No. I think you would. No. All right. Fine. <laughs> All right. Well, that is our little game history and chat about games with Amber. Is there anything else you want to talk about? You forgot to discuss all the ways in which you cheat as children. Oh, yeah. We I guess we can end on this, Amber. How did you cheat at board games as a child? If you've ever played Candyland 
with small children, you know that they will try to cheat. The best way to cheat is just to move a couple more spaces forward than you're supposed to, but also you get caught that way. Second best way to cheat (laughs) is rigging the deck, marking a card and making sure that you shuffle that card exactly so that you will choose it on the fourth, no, the third turn. Draw Princess Frostine, or Queen Frostine, or Princess Lollipop, or whatever their names are. I'm sure they've changed them now in the modern version. To propel yourself to the front and win. That's how you would cheat as a child. And no one would know, because it would rig the deck. Oh, I just remembered a childhood memory of... Did you ever play Life, the game of Life? Oh, yeah. I liked that. Was there ever a point where you realized that the winner's just the person who has the most money? And yeah. so whenever you have a choice, you just take the cheapest possible thing, like the cheapest house, the one that's like oh, defi- disintegrating. Definitely the cheapest house. We definitely learned that. I forget what the other, there were like there were two some, choices. There were some trade-offs though, where you had the potential to get more money if you landed on the right spaces, but you had to pick the more expensive career and pick the more, like pick extra kids or something. I don't know. So there were a couple of things where you just kind of gambled and maybe you'd pay a little bit more. Yeah, but there were a few choices where it was just like, do you want this nicer thing that costs more or this less nice thing that doesn't? Yeah. And then I would always just buy the thing that looked nice and reasonable and within my budget. And then I realized, yeah, as a kid. And then I'm like, wait, the rules say... Whoever has the most money when they die wins. Pretty sure that the second time we all played this game, we all knew that this was how it worked. And all picked the cheapest. And then I became very cynical about that game. Yes. The game is a very bad life lesson. It's like, mm-hmm. don't have children buy cheap things and die rich. Mm-hmm. Yep. With no one to pass it on to. Mm-hmm. It's a very sad game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, on that note, hopefully your life is better than that. <laughs> Well, yeah. <laughs> I was talking to the audience, not you. Mark. What? Don't. Oh, segueing into the end. Don't be so morose to your audience. Why not? I always end on a morose note keep, sometimes. Keep it positive. Is Are you... I mean, I've developed this brand over years now. Change your brand. Really just change it now? Keep it positive. You, you want that to be my motto? Keep it positive? Eh? That might be a good one for you. No. <laughs> no. Um, I'm ending this podcast before you have any more ideas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. Don't forget to check out thethoughtfulgamer.com for reviews and other good stuff. Check me out on social media. Don't check out Amber on social media. She's not there. Yes. <laughs> um, and if you enjoy this podcast and want to help support it, all support is very appreciated. Go to patreon.com slash the thoughtful gamer. Thanks for listening, everybody. Goodbye.